Hello, Jesus lovers. Welcome to the Live Fully Alive with Carolyn, where you discover the peace and joy God has for you in this messy, messy world. Join us every first and third Tuesday where we come together and learn about natural health and forgiveness, discuss sacred scripture, and delight in the beauty living inside the Catholic Church. God bless you and welcome. Hello, Carolyn here. Welcome to episode four of Live Fully Live with Carolyn, a love-centered Catholic podcast, an uplifting podcast where we come together to support each other on this pilgrimage into the promises of Christ. Let's start today with the sign of the cross. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. All right, this show is for Catholics and Christians who love their church and are seeking more happiness, more joy, more love out of life in and through Jesus Christ, the one we live and move and have our being in. If you enjoy this podcast, please follow so that we can meet here again and again and leave a love-centered comment, if you will. I just, I really love reading those. They make my heart sing and soar. And all right, so in today's podcast, we are going to explore chapter six of Luke and learn the easy and joyous way way to like bear good fruit and live your, your life full of love and the way your heart and soul yearns for the life that you were created to live when you were created in the image of God, the image of the Holy Trinity, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And it's not as hard as you think. Okay. And we will also explore the hidden beauty found in Julian and Norwich's parable of the Lord and the servant and the servant's secret message. It's a message that contains the power to save and redeem all of humanity. All right, so let's dive right in, my friends. All right, so Luke chapter 6, verses 43 through 49. I guess to start, well, this is the um, the gospel for uh, this coming Sunday, September 10th. And uh, this is at the end of chapter 6. So it's kind of a wrap-up of sorts of the whole chapter. So let's just take a little bit of a review of what has already happened. What has Jesus already done? Well, he's already been baptized. The Father has spoken. He has said, here is my beloved son with whom I am well pleased. The Holy Spirit, the dove has already come down. So the Holy Trinity has already entered the world in a very beautiful way here um, with the baptism of Jesus and with the son, uh, you know, there for all to see that he is, he, Jesus is the son of God and God the father is pleased with him. Jesus has already been tempted. He has spent 40 days in the desert, which, oh my gosh, um, one can only begin to imagine what that was like. Uh, he has been rejected in Nazareth, his hometown, uh, which is very heartbreaking. However, he has also, he is cured and ministered like many. There's um, there's already the, the story in chapter six of the leper, the healing of the leper, the paralytic. Uh, he has ministered to the multitudes uh, and even demons have shouted, you are the son of God because the demons knew who he was and they didn't really want him around. And uh, he's also called Peter and the other 12 to himself and he has named them. So that's kind Kind of some of the backstory, though, and of what's uh, led up to this particular this particular gospel reading. Now, in chapter six of of Luke, it's also it's it's where Jesus is teaching us how to love. When you look at the whole of chapter six, you see Jesus is teaching us, you know, how to be like him, how to follow him, you know, how to enter in through that narrow gate, which is Jesus. He's given us the beatitudes. He has taught us how to love our enemies. He said, "Do good to those who." hate you, bless those who curse you, and pray for those who mistreat you. And there's power in that. And it's not easy to love our enemies. I'm not saying it is. Um, 
if you are living on planet Earth, which you are if you're listening to this podcast, um, so, you know, if you're living on planet Earth and we've all been attacked verbally, uh, um, emotionally, and we have all suffered. So I'm not saying it's easy. However, Jesus gave us a way. And here is part of the playbook. Uh, and he also told us, do not judge. He said, and forgive and you will be forgiven. Give gifts and you will, and gifts will be given to you. I mean, he's given us like all oh, this great instruction. He says, stop judging and you will not be judged. And, you know, it's, it's easy, it's easy to judge. And I think, you know, we, we tend to judge out of a fear of being rejected, uh, a, a, a false belief that we're not good enough. You know, there's all kinds of reasons that we'll judge that, uh, you know, that, it, and it, they're lies, or lies that the evil one gives us. And we want to break free of that judgment. And Jesus shows us how. Now, this brings me to um, Julian Norwich, who she's my favorite 14th century church mystic. I uh, did my master thesis on her in theology, and I just love her voice and her message of love. Uh, well, anyway, in her book on chapter 76, now this chapter was written about, you know, some 20 so years after she actually had her visions. Uh, shortly, and we don't know the timeline, but after Julian had her visions, these 16 visions called showings from Jesus, uh, she entered into, uh, she became an anchoress, which is kind of like a hermit. So she entered into to her like, it's kind of like a, um, a, a, a very small apartment, um, kind of like with you know a one room, a one room apartment, and it's attached to the church. And she, it's an enclosure. She stays there. She prays. She works as spiritual director, and she's done you know this probably for about twenty years or so before she wrote chapter seventy six. So I want to just read for you uh, what she wrote here, and it's really beautiful. It said about the sins of others and about judging. Okay, here we go. And when the sins of others comes to mind, the soul that wants peace should flee from such thoughts as she would run from the pains of hell. Wow. Okay. She should seek within God for the remedy to help her resist the impulse to judge. For when we pay attention to the faults of others, a thick mist descends over the eyes of the soul. And for the time being, we cannot see the beauty of the divine. And my friends, like the seeing God, that is what our hearts and souls long for. We just want to see his beauty. Uh, so I have, I've, I, I separate, I'm going to separate the meditation out of the regular podcast to keep the podcast within like a 30 minute window. So I have an accompanying meditation that goes with this podca- podcast. And I highly encourage you to, to listen to that. So in the accompanying meditation for this podcast. I've titled it Finding Forgiveness in the Holy Trinity. I'm going to guide you through a meditation where we seek together within God the remedy to move beyond things like judgment or anger, resentment, and unforgiveness. You know, like those like those inner struggles that separate us from love, from, from loving the other, from experiencing inner peace, you know, the, that, that separate us from the true freedom our hearts and souls long for. You know, the, the freedom that we were created to live out in this lifetime. And as St. Paul tells us in Sunday's first reading, it's 1 Corinthians 10, uh, chapter 21 through 22, you cannot drink 
you cannot drink the cup of the Lord and also the cup of demons. You cannot partake of the table of the Lord and the table of demons. All right, so we have a choice to make. We can follow Jesus and he lays it out. And, and that's what that's why I'm here. That's why you're listening. That's why we you know, we are brought together. Because it is time to come become free, you know, to break free from those demons and enjoy the Lord's banquet. All right. So um, on that, on that note, if you have questions or thoughts, I'd love to hear from you. Email me at podcast at carolynburgess.com. I am sure your thoughts and questions are very similar to the thoughts and questions that others have. And uh, together we come together in this ministry to love each other on this pilgrimage of life. Um, I also invite you to uh, uh, visit my website. I have lots of great free information on natural health. I've I've been a naturopath for over 20 years now. And I've got a lot of information that's free for you to look at. You can also purchase uh, remedies from Standard Process, my favorite natural remedy line. They're almost 100 years old, so they're doing something right. And the proceeds from those re- from those purchases help support this podcast and my ministry, so I greatly appreciate that. All right, well, let's jump to uh, the first half of the gospel for Sunday. And it's, Jesus, it's Luke uh, 6, verse 43 through 5. And Jesus says to his disciples, a good tree does not bear rotten fruit, nor does a rotten tree bear good fruit. For every tree is known by its fruit. For people do not pick figs from thorn bushes, nor do they gather grapes from brambles. A good person out of the store of goodness in his heart produces good, but an evil person out of the store of evil produces evil. For from the fullness of the heart, the mouth speaks. So a couple of things at first blush here, uh, when Jesus references, you know, figs and grapes, and figs in particular, there's a lot of symbolism here that would not have been lost on his audience. Figs were not only a yummy fruit to have, um, they also were symbolic. You know, there's symbolism there, and they... they uh, pointed to uh, prosperity, abundance, like all the goodness and richness of life. So when we see references to figs, it's not just the fruit or it's not even just the fig tree. There's, there's, an, there's a message there about the abundance and abundance of life and the abundance of life that can only be found in and through Jesus. Uh, so it's, it's so beautiful when we read in scripture, um, language of a garden and of uh, the beauty in a garden. And, uh, you know, God, God finds ways to speak to us that we can hear him. And you can just think about how it feel would feel to be, um, amid, amongst, you know, beautiful trees that have, you know, good fruit and, and good figs and good grapes. And you can like smell the air and enjoy that. And this kind of brings me to, you know, it really made me think every time I read garden language or of fruits and trees, I think of Julian's parable, the Lord and the servant. And this this is in chapter 51. It's her 15th vision. And this vision Jesus shared with Julian after Julian, she just kept hammering Jesus because she's like, Lord, you've shown me all these beautiful things and, and your love. And I, oh my gosh, it's so wonderful. But, 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 but Lord, there's so much sin in the world. Why is there sin? You, you have to show me like, what is this all about? And um, Julian is tenacious and persistent. And when what comes to her is this fifth 
13th vision or is a showing. And it really, it, it reveals beautiful, beautifully Judy and um, soteriology, her soteriology, that's kind of the, um, it's a big theological word for her. It's a beautiful portrayal of human salvation through Jesus Christ. So human salvation through Jesus is revealed so beautifully in this parable of the Lord and the servant. So the, the, uh, the parable starts, we have a master, or the Lord, the master, a servant, and the love between them. The master is sitting in quiet repose. He's just sitting there, uh, very peaceful. And we see the servant is next to the master, and and uh, there is this immense love between the master and the servant. So right away, we see the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. We see the Trinity in this parable. All right, and then you know this, it brings us back to the Garden of Eden. In the Garden of Eden, there were two trees. There's the tree of life and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And this is, you know, it's beautiful and and lush in this beautiful Garden of Eden. And of course, we know what happened. Adam ate, Adam and Eve ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and then they were cast out. So we have the father now sitting in this barren desert, and he's sitting very quietly and very stately in this barren desert, and the servant's to his side. And the servant then, at the father's request, the father gives him a job to do, and the servant jumps up and leaps and runs and he falls into this ditch. And so what we see going on is Adam, we see both the corporate Adam, Adam representing all of humanity. Adam isn't representing you and me, not just the Adam and Adam and Eve, but Adam represents everyone. So Adam fell into like the world. He fell from Eden into the ditch as a result of sin. And then the sun fell into the, as Julian beautifully, beautifully writes, the sun fell into the womb of the maiden. It's just so lovely. The womb of the blade, the maiden, the blessed mother. Uh, it's because, see, before time, the father, who's also we see here as the master, um, in the, or the Lord, in this Lord and servant parable, the, the father before time gave humanity to the son. We belong to the son. We are a gift. The father gave the son, us, you and me, all of humanity is a gift. You're like, wow, does he, you know, can you, can you take that gift back? But no, no, Jesus, Jesus loves us so much, so much that he jumps into the ditch with us. And uh, there's immense pain in this ditch. And he's there with us because he loves us because we are the greatest gift the father could ever give him. And so the servant um, Julian sees that the servant was about to engage in the most difficult work a person could ever do. And that is the work of a gardener. Uh, and the gardener has to make sweet streams of water flow and abundant fruits to carry home to his master. Uh, so you can just imagine this gardener working hard in this desert, you know, digging and, you know, there's the hot sun and he's bringing forth streams of water. And then there's beautiful plants that eventually come forth. And so what are these fruits? with their fruits of the Holy Spirit. Their love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, and gentleness, and self-control, as Paul reveals to us in Galatians in chapter 5. So those are the fruits that the gardener is is working on in this in this garden. And the servant is both Jesus 
and Adam, the corporate Adam. So it's both Jesus and you, Jesus and me. Oh, Jesus is there with each and every one of us in this harsh, barren desert, this place that we live right now, because we don't live in the lush Eden anymore. We are in earth. So we are experiencing um, sin, pain that's a result of sin. And if you can remember in John 19, Mary Magdalene, she mistook Jesus for a gardener. And that's such a beautiful vision. And we see Jesus the gardener here in Julian's parable, the Lord and the servant, working in the garden and you know, working in this barren desert, bringing forth life, and we are working with him. Well, the invitation is to work with him, and and uh, and we can choose to work with him. So there's only one thing. J- Julian looks, she's observing, and there's only one thing that the master wants, and this is Lord, your know, God, the Father. There's only one thing the master wants, and it's a treasure, and it's a it's an, a treasure buried deep within the earth. And it is immersed in boundless love. So you can think for a moment, like let's picture that. So there's this treasure deep in the earth. And of course, there's other, uh, Jesus talks about um, buried treasure, but there's this treasure buried deep in the earth and it is immersed in boundless love. And I think, let's think for a moment, what would that feel like to be immersed in boundless love? I mean, uh, you know, can we even handle that? I mean, it just sounds so lovely and wonderful. But this, this treasure, it's the human soul. And the human soul lives in the human heart. So this beautiful treasure that the master, the father wants more than anything else, this is the one thing that he wants is the fully healed human soul and heart. And the master gardener, Jesus, he is carrying us through that narrow gate into the life that are that we that we yearn for that we were created to live so that servant he has to cultivate and harvest his treasure and then he hands it to the master he hands it to the father so you know let's, Jesus is our master gardener and he continually invites us to garden with him because he is the way the truth and the life and um oh hey and this makes me think so if you live anywhere near indianapolis or can drive to indianapolis i have a brand new a uh, julian day julian of norwich day of reflection titled into the heart of julian of norwich it is at our lady of fatima retreat house it's on a saturday saturday morning um to early afternoon it's saturday october 29th which is a, obviously a very powerful spiritual weekend uh we start at 8.30 in the morning to 2 in the afternoon. It's $45. It includes lunch. So in it, we will immerse ourselves in the Master's Garden, the Garden of Life. And you can um, register on my website or Our Lady Fatima on their website too. All right. So let's go to uh, you know, Luke chapter 6, 46-49, uh, the second half of Sunday's gospel reading. And, and just you know, dive into that a little bit. So why do you call me Lord, Lord? but do not do what I command. I will show you what someone is like who comes to me. See, Jesus, he shows us we just had to follow. Uh, He listens to my words and acts on them. That one is like a man building a house who dug deeply and laid the foundation on a rock. Jesus is our rock. When the flood came, the river burst against the house, but could not shake it because it had been well built. The one who listens and acts... uh, does not act like a person who built a house on the ground without a foundation. When the river burst against it, it collapsed, and once, 
at once it was completely destroyed so you know when those when the paint the the winds and the 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 challenges in life come like at once the house is destroyed and when we follow jesus there is nothing there is no onslaught you know assault that can come to us to our family that jesus doesn't protect us in matter of fact he carries us through that and and through those through that pain through those trials and tribulations we will learn how to love more when we follow jesus all right oh gosh that's such a that's so beautiful all right so um your your next step uh so you know listen to my company podcast titled finding forgiveness in the holy trinity um and enjoy an immersion into the pathway of being a tree that bears good fruit a house that's not a storm it cannot be disturbed learn how to build your house so it's not disturbed and check out my website i've got a lot of free tips on natural medicine and my standard process remedies and email me at podcast at carolynburgess.com your thoughts your questions so i can share them on the air our next podcast will be aired on tuesday september 20th 2022 uh and in it we will look at sunday september 25th readings and next that is luke's gospel about a rich man and lazarus and wow and and how can we become truly rich and enjoy god's eternal banquet it is all right there for us all right so this is carolyn thank you for joining me here in this pilgrimage i pray that you live healthy happy and holy god bless